As retaliatory strikes are underway tonight over Gaza, we are only beginning to learn the horrors suffered by the residents of Bi'eri, a kibbutz in southern Israel that was one of the worst-hit communities. More than 100 people there were killed, and officials expect to find even more victims as they search through the rubble. CNN's Clarissa Ward was able to gain access to that kibbutz, and I want to warn you that the video that we are about to show you is violent and hard to watch. It was 7.11 a.m. on Saturday morning when the militants arrived at Be'eri kibbutz. Surveillance footage shows them lying in wait until a car arrives. They shoot the driver and enter the compound. More poured in on motorcycles, eerily at ease and in no apparent hurry. Thomas Hand heard the gunshots and immediately thought of his eight-year-old daughter, Emily, who was staying with a neighbor. She doesn't do it very often, but unfortunately that night, that particular night, the Friday night, she went to sleep at her friend's house. For 12 hours, he says he was pinned down under heavy gunfire, unable to reach his daughter, as Hamas went door to door, executing his neighbors. Waiting. I'm thinking the army are going to be here soon. You know, just hold on a bit longer. And longer. And longer. By the time the military gained control of Be'eri, this is what remained of the once tranquil community. Late Wednesday afternoon, Israeli forces let journalists in for the first time after days of pitched battles. I saw how the soldier fight here, and I fight here myself in the first hour, only to get inside to the kibbutz, only to come from, you know, apartment to apartment. It took a lot, a lot, a lot of time. Does that weigh on your conscience to know how long it took? You know, we have a very difficult question to ask ourselves. Now we look forward to defend the people, to to take the survival out of it and to switch ourselves from defense to offensive operation. I'm sure that we ask ourselves all the difficult uh, uh, question after it. For now, there are more pressing questions. The bodies of more than 100 residents have been recovered, but the army says that many more are still missing. You can see the amount of blood. This was a massacre. And the full scale of the horrors that transpired here are just starting to come to light. Pictures, family photographs on the wall. Thomas waited two agonizing days before getting the news. They just said, we found Emily. Uh, she's dead. And I went, yes! I went, yes, and smiled, because that is the best news of the possibilities that I knew. That was the best possibility that I was hoping for. She was either dead or in Gaza. And if you know anything about what they do to people in Gaza, that is worse than death. That is worse than death. The way they treat you. They'd have no food, they'd have no water. 
She'd be in a dark room filled with Christ knows how many people and terrified every minute, hour, day and possible years to come. So death was a blessing, an absolute blessing. Clarissa Ward, CNN, Be'eri Kibbutz, Israel. I want to bring in now Ahal Besorai. Uh, his family was kidnapped in Beri by Hamas militants. That's the same kibbutz that Clarissa just showed moments ago. Ahal, thank you for joining us. Um, I'm so sorry to hear about your family. My understanding is that you don't know where they are. Wh wh how did you learn that your sister and all of her family were missing, and when did you last hear from them? So before that, you know, just looking at these photos, there is my kibbutz. I, I was brought up there until I was 25. I was living there. My dad is still living there, my two sisters. So just watching these videos again, it's heartbreaking, you know? It's really heartbreaking. Um, about my sister, um, I spoke to her when all this transpired. Um, and then I lost touch with her at about nine. Um, she was there with her husband and two children. One is uh, 15, a boy, and a girl who is 13, just at a bar mitzvah in June. And they have another son who is older, uh, who is 17. He was not with them. And uh, I spoke to him in the evening, um, and he said that someone on the kibbutz that I know as well personally pulled them, saw them being pulled out of the house, you know, the hidden the mamad, which is the safety room, and the terrorists uh, burnt the house uh, down, you know, to force them out of the mamad. And then someone, when they came out, someone saw them being pulled out alive. So, you know, hope is a very good storyteller. Um, so, because with other uh, stories, they shot them on site, this ISIS-like terrorists. Uh, we hope, you know, maybe as opposed to Thomas, you know, that they are still alive uh, and will be uh, found and returned uh, home safely. Hope is a very good storyteller. I think that that really captures what you and so many other families are experiencing today, um, you mentioned that this is your home, really, this kibbutz, and you're, yeah. I believe you heard in that story that father's voice, um, his pain. What were you thinking when you heard that? I think it's heartbreaking, you know, that uh, the father needs to say Kaddish, which is the prayer to say for the dead on your child, you know, but in the Israeli and Jewish uh, history, this happens so many times. And every time, you know, it breaks your heart uh, afresh. Um, you know, I know these people, I know probably everybody who is dead. Uh, you know, I was just uh, with my sons in April this year, visiting my sister, and it was the first time that my boys were a bit older, 25 and 23, really bonded with the cousins you know, my sister's uh, children, because before they were children, now they are young adults, so they can talk about football, 
And, you know, it was so nice for me and for my sister and her husband to see, you know, this bond between the English boys and the Israeli boys, you know. Um, um, and it's just heartbreaking, you know, that this is, uh, you know, what savagery and, you know, you, you just try to comprehend it, you know. I think uh, Biden termed it as a, as a total lack of any more human morality, you know, and um, you know, you just try as a human being, as a, someone who has some sort of moral values. You know, I was in the military, you know, but you know, you, 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 you don't kill children, you don't kill women, you don't kill old people, you don't kill civilians. You know, it's just uncomprehendable, you know, and, you know, I, I make a plea maybe to Hamas, to, you know, whoever can help, you know, to, at least convince them to release the children and the women. You know, I think it's probably also against Islam to do something like this. Um, it's just very difficult, you know, also I feel helpless, you know, normally I go, I take action, I do things, you know, so here I'm talking to the media and trying to create awareness, uh, but there's not much I can do more, you know, apart from crap. Do you, do you ever think about going back? You've seen some you mentioned you were in the army. Does that ever cross your mind? Yes, to, I, you know, I, I don't think I would like to live in Israel, not because of the country or the threat or this, you know, I just found my home somewhere else. Uh, this is life, you know, it wasn't like a decision to leave Israel, etc. Israel is my home. If Israel needs me, I will go. If Israel needs me to fight, I will fight. Uh, you know, I was a, a Navy SEAL combat uh, uh, fighter and an officer, so I know, I, you know, I said for five years, I know what to do. At the moment, I'm 60. I don't think I'm very useful in this sort of uh, role. But if it needs me, yes, I will go. And, you know, if something more sinister happens to my sister and her family, if they are not alive, and there is a funeral, of course, I will go back. Uh, if my dad needs me, I will go back. If my middle sister needs me, I will go back. So I, I, there is no fear in my heart to go back to Israel. Mm -hmm. I'm just happy to live somewhere else. Ahal Besoraye, thank you very much for joining us. And um, we continue to join with you in the hope that your sister and her family are, are alive and will return uh, at some point. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Abby, and thank you for being so kind and gentle and giving me this space. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Of course.